So we have the privilege of, uh, of hearing Brother Gio speak this morning. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch microphones so that uh, we can wire him up. Yay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. It's always a privilege for me to to share because you know I've uh, I've always kind of en enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I get nervous, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the process, and um, I enjoy hearing a lot from you. And honestly, this 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 passage resonates because uh, some of the points that we're going to be sharing um, speak about this um, living in peace, uh, sharing the truth in um, in a way that is not boastful, that is not, um, you know, bringing people down, um, are going to be some of the points we're going to be talking about. So it, it was kind of a, a teamwork with Brooke because we uh, usually when I share, I kind of let him know as well what the sacred reading is going to be. But this time I was blanking. I was like, I sent him my notes. He does me the huge favor of, of you know, writing them down for me and, and, and printing them out. But I, I told him I have nothing on the sacred reading, man. I have, I'm blanking. Can you, you know, look something up and help me out? And, and so he did. So um, I appreciate that. And I, like I said, it's it's a it's a Holy Spirit thing, not a not a not a geo thing, right? Um, but yeah, just you know, a quick. I want to kind of re quick recap of you guys. Probably haven't seen me in a few weeks. Um, you know, Lay and I, uh, I got a little sick over the. Over the beginning of the of June, yeah, after what two years of pandemic, uh, we were you know coronavirus free, and just as things were kind of toning down, it, it hit me, um, and I, I didn't think much of it at first because I thought it was allergies, I was congested, um, went home, and then as soon as you develop symptoms at work, they send you to get tested, and sure enough, positive, and then my wife got it, and we try to get the kids out of the house. Because they were symptom free by Friday, but then they got it. So I, well, I, we think they got it. They got sick for a day and a half, and then they were back to normal. I was like, oh. I was feeling it for like ten days, two days. <laughs> um, but we're, you know, we're we're we've tested negative now, um, and uh, you know, I'm 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 thankful that in in retrospect that I got a chance to experience that a little bit. Um, I spoke to some of my coworkers. They came down with it hard. I had a coworker tell me. That he um, he he parked himself outside the hospital because he couldn't he couldn't breathe, but he was scared of going into the hospital. So he told his dad, um, you know, we're gonna hang out out here. <laughs> if it gets bad, drop me off. But let's just hang. So they he told me literally, I slept in my car in the parking lot of the emergency room just in case things got worse. Thankfully, it didn't. Um, when he shared with me, I told him, you know, I'll be praying for you, man. Hopefully. We're both going through it. Hopefully, you know, um, it gets better. Um, and, and then the following week, well, once we got better, I went up to visit my dad in, in Stockton for Father's Day. He's um, now happily retired, and uh, he's officially uh, handed off, you can say, the reins of, he was a senior pastor for a long time at a church, um, to my younger brother. Um, some people s see that, and they're like, oh, it's like a family business. What's going on here? But he's always had a prayer in his heart to, he said, if, if I can, if I had a business, if I was a business owner, I would have loved to one of my 
children take over that. Um, and he says, in the kingdom of God, I, there's nothing greater for me to hand off a ministry to a, one of my child that was, you know, called to that ministry. And so, um, I was there for that. He, you know, like I said, he handed it off. He'll be retiring soon. He's got plans. He wants to move to Mexico. And like I've shared before, he doesn't really want to retire. He wants to probably start a church there and do a bunch of other stuff. But that's just another kind of step in, in his life that I'm just like, it, it's, it's mind blowing how fast time, time goes. And I was talking to Brooke the other day about how I've, you know, been here for <laughs> 10 years already. And it seems like yesterday when I first arrived and, and Pastor Stewart's like, yeah, we need a drummer. You should go, go to, go to church. And I sat back there and I came up with, with the group and, and played. So, um, yeah, it's just, like I said, a little mind blowing how fast time skips us. But that's just what we, you know, we've been, we've been going through a little bit. Uh, we're back. So I'm just, I'm glad to be here. Glad to see everyone's faces and looking forward to hearing from our Guatemala team as soon as they get back. Um, and like I said, I wanted to share a little bit about, uh, if you have the, the notes there, I, I didn't know how to title the message, but I ended up just calling it The Blessing, um, because after reading through this passage, I, 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 I see that uh, the Lord uh, wants to bless us in ways that aren't, um, how can I say this, uh, expected, right? And so um, this message, I usually... Uh, I was going to share this message originally with the youth group. Um, it was kind of under construction. I was kind of like developing it. And then, like I said, I got ill, blah, blah. And so I couldn't share it. So I kind of, when I was, when I was told I was in, when I was share with you, I, I decided to kind of look through it. And I said, I, this is a message again, like the last time I shared about friends. Um, I was like, this message will, will be for everyone, I guess. You know, it, it, it ties in well. Um, and so I've been, I've been, I've been talking to the, to the youth group about, you know, figuring out what we're, what we're here for as, 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 as Christians. When I was younger, I'd always wonder what my, what my call was. Maybe I was called to be a pastor, an evangelist. Uh, uh, I'd always categorized serving God, um, under one of these titles as the only way to serve God. Um, as I got older, I figured that reading the scriptures, you can serve God in whatever area of your life that you're called into. Um, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, a, a cook. Um, the important thing is that your heart is in the right place with the Lord and that you're willing, like you guys were sharing today, submit and say, Lord, what is it you want me to do in what I am currently doing? And so um, what I shared the first time was even though they are, there are specific callings and specific ministries for specific people, um, we are all called to do uh, a lot of things as Christians. I may not be a pastor, an evangelist, or, 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 or a prophet, or, or whatever, but all of us as Christians are called to do specific things, um, no matter what your calling is, no matter what your vocation is in life. One of those things being, um, I, 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 I read it in um, Corinthians 5.18, the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, so I shared that with, with, with the youth group and how uh, God calls us to uh, reconcile others unto him just as he reconciled us unto himself. Uh, the, the, the verse reads really quickly, All this is from God who reconciled us unto himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So that was one of the things I shared with them. And, and what we're going to be talking about today, um, it's along the same lines. Um, you know, what do we as Christians 
um, uh, have to do or get to do. Um, I was originally we called the the message uh, blessed uh, to be a blessing, um, but I just shortened it to the blessing. Um, as you can see there, like I said, I wrote down a few notes. Um, you might find it a little bit like why why did you put these three points? Um, the hard part, the harder part, and then finally the blessing. Um, like I said, as I was reading the, this passage that we're going to be reading in First Peter uh, chapter three verse eight. I saw that it got <laughs> got harder as it went down the list of things to do. So that's why I titled that second point, the harder part. Um, but now, uh, uh, you know, like I said, uh, um, God has not called us to just sit back, um, enjoy the journey, even though it is, a, you know, a wonderful walk with Christ. Um, he has called us to do uh, um, stuff to reach others. Um, as we mentioned today, the, the Guatemala team is coming back. I'm sure they're going to have great stories for us to, to, to share on. But um, that invitation extends to us as well. Um, what can we do in our immediate circles with our family, with our friends, at the workplace, at school? Um, how can we work in the kingdom in order to expand it uh, with the help of the Lord? And so... Uh, in our walk with uh, the Lord, although beautiful and meaningful, it is not always easy. Um, sometimes, you know, nowadays we hear a lot about, you know, the, the same message that resonates, um, what do they call it, the, the prosperity gospel, right? Where it's uh, all God with all the blessings, all the perks, uh, with no, sometimes no commitment, no sacrifice. Um, sometimes we avoid talking about the hardships that we might face. Uh, Leonard, I, I had no idea that had gone through through chemo. I really, I really didn't. Um, and oftentimes these situations are sometimes avoided. You don't want to share about. You know, people don't want to share it. Um, that there will be times in our life that we might be tried, that we might be, you know, tested, um, that our faith might be uh, rattled a little bit. Uh, is God really with me? Am I really doing things right, etc. and etc. Right. Um, God calls us out of our former ways of living, thinking, and behaving. Um, God's love not only comforts and renews us, uh, but also transforms us and challenges us to seek a daily renewal and submission. Uh, and so as we read that first uh, first couple of verses, like I said in First Peter uh, chapter 3 and 8, uh, it says, Finally, all of you, he's speaking to uh, believers here, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. And here's the hard part, aside from that first initial part. Uh, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a uh, blessing. Uh, God's will for us, um, and we see that since the ministry of Jesus, for us to stand out, um, to be a little bit different than from what the world sees, right? We read that we are God's chosen people. Therefore, as God's chosen people, um, God, uh, from the beginning when Jesus was walking on earth, he spoke about us, uh, of us being salt and light to the world. Um, so that to me signifies that there should be a difference in us and the way we behave and the way we think and the way we act. So in this first, um, in this first, uh, 
passage, he gives us five instructions. Um, first of all, uh, be like-minded. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're always going to agree with one another. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be uh, a monotone robotic way of thinking or that, you know, um, what do they call it? Uh, uh, it's like, conform- yeah, or that, you know, that we, that we are always going to see things alike. But when he mentions be like-minded, uh, he's, he's speaking about holding uh, onto the, the principles of what, what God has taught us. Uh, the love, the compassion, the serving others, that we can all come into agreement on that. Um, it al- I've always, I remember being, when I was younger, I'd always ask my dad, like, um, are, we, are we the right Christians? Are we the ty- <laughs> right type of Christians? And he would ask me, what do you mean? Um, and I would ask him, like, Dad, there's Baptists, there's Pentecostals, there's Apostolics, there's Seventh-day Adventists, there's, you know, Lutherans, there's, and, you know, we all claim Christ, but I would struggle with that. I don't know if you guys ever thought about that, but um, that was one of the things my father always encouraged. Like, if you have questions, let me know. Um, and I and I would question my father as you know, are we are we the right ones? Are we? Because I've been to my friend's church and they don't clap, they don't jump. We're Pentecostal. We we jump, we clap, we sing. Um, and my, and my dad's response was was um, you know seek the Lord and the the essentials is what we share. We believe in Christ um, as the Lord. He came, he died for our sins, and we, we believe that he is the way to heaven. Um, and that way you can partner if it ever comes into a situation um, to serve others. Um, oftentimes we bicker, right? Sometimes it's about winning arguments. I try to, like, I'm pretty much like Brooke in, in, in that sense. Um, you know, debating theology. It's always a good, it's always a good, um, <laughs> I'm sure Brooke has had his moments and myself as well to share your views and the theology with, uh, agree, to agree to disagree. And I've been in situations where I come to that conclusion. Um, but I've been able to share that with other believers where I'm like, it's like, do you believe in Christ? Yes, I believe in Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. You believe that we have salvation through Christ? Yes. Let's agree on that. <laughs> and let's, you know, and we'll let God sort it out. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it's just, um, you know, we still have to be obviously careful with theology and there's a lot of people believing different things. Um, but that's what it means with, you know, to be like-minded as, as a family here and, and using us as an example. Uh, be sympathetic. Obviously, um, being able to be sympathetic with others suffering or, or, or hardship is very important. Um, oftentimes, you know, we question ourselves, why am I going through this? Leonard went through a very crazy experience that I, I can't understand. But if, God forbid, I ever pass through something similar, I know that Leonard can be someone that can help me. He's been through that. I've spoken with parents who, who, who have children with autism as well. And as a, and as a new parent, that those initial first years were difficult. But I was able to, to, to partner up with people who gave me advice, uh, who gave me uh, comfort, and who, who, you know, essentially told me there's a light at the end of the tunnel, man. Keep working, keep praying, have patience with your kid. You'll you'll see the fruit of your labor very soon. And we thank God that we we have um, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Um, again, these are the five instructions that are give us are given to us. Um, 
sometimes we, like I said, uh, you know, we might have questions, you know, what is my purpose? I believe in you, Lord. I'm walking with you. Uh, what is my purpose now that I'm here? You can start with this. Um, it tells us, compassionate, not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this, to this, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. If you ever have a question or a doubt as to what to do next as a believer, this is a good place to start. To this you were called. To do these things, to think this way. We understand that the battle that we have is not necessarily physical. It's spiritual. It's what the flesh wants. I want to repay insult and insult sometimes, right? You're driving on the freeway. I want to give the same hand gesture. I want to be, you know, I'm struggling. I had a long day working with coworkers, you know, and, and, you know, and if you're in management or overseeing anyone, you understand the, the difficulty of having to not only you know, men the find solutions, but at the same time deal with individuals and conflicts. And and I've been in situations where it's been a long day, a 12-hour day, 14-hour day. And then on top of that, you're driving down there. Anyways, you guys get where I'm going, right? Um, this is what we want, right? Um, but I'm glad that you guys share this. Like I said, this today's sacred reading kind of just ties in well. Um, it's the Holy Spirit in us that gives us that ability Richard, thank you for your confession. I, oftentimes, I, like the same way, I wake up and say, Lord, it's not me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Show me. Before, as the situation is developing, if I'm interacting with someone, if it's developing, if I need to step up on compassion or my sympathy, sometimes people give me, you know, this, I don't know, the, I always tell my coworkers the sad story. Like It's like there's this particular coworker that's always... I'm like, you're either the unluckiest person in the world or you're making stuff up. It's hard to be sympathetic with you, man. But if it's not your car breaking down, it's, you know, you know, your, your, your aunt passed away and then not your sister and then they broke into your house. I mean, this guy has all the excuses to call out, to come in late, to call sick. And it's, I'm like, man, it's hard to be sympathetic with you, man. Are you, you either, like I said, the unluckiest person I've ever met or, you know, these things really are happening to you. Um, but as I speak, you know, I've, I've caught myself, like I said, as I speak to this individual, I'm like, Lord, give me the understanding. Perhaps this, these things are happening in his life. I'm not going to ask for proof or death certificates or show me a picture. Uh, but if, hey, if this is really happening to you, we're going to work with you, man. You need the time off. You need the day off. You came in, you're coming in late. We'll see you when you get here. Um, and so these are things that we have to work on, Right that we have to ask the Holy Spirit. Um, never be that person who just, this is how I am, and this is how, it's, how it is, this is how it's going to be. Um, Maria mentioned that I'm Hispanic, and it's a very prevalent mindset in the Hispanic community of, this is how I am, this is how my father was. We're all like this. this is just, and, it's, and it's important to break that mentality. It's not how I am. It's not how you know, we can ask the Holy Spirit for a renewal. Holy Spirit, these are the things I can't work on. I need you to help me on that. So that's the hard part. Um, like I said, as I was reading, I was, I was, I was reading and I was like, it, it, it's bound to get a little bit easier. But I see sometimes that it gets harder in our own strength. Um, I oftentimes have you, I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase, right? Life's not fair. 
Um, how often does that seem correct, though, right? As we, you know, navigate through life, um, and, you know, we've heard stories. Um, I've had, you know, tragic stories of, of, of friends, um, relatives that of, you know, you know, you hear the stories of, you know, the drunk driver hits somebody and he's, comes out of the situation unscathed and, and the person he hit ultimately, you know, passes away. Uh, you know, the, the, the sickness that befalls upon someone. Some of the times in our life that we can't seem to, how they say, catch a break. Um, I have this kind of like recurring joke. I tell people sometimes at work, like every time life's going good, I, I'm like, I can't wait for my check engine line to turn on because it's happened to me so many times where it's like, Hey man, things are smooth sailing. And then my check engine light turns on like physically in my car. And I'm like, dude, I just spent this whole summer saving up for this. Now I got to fork it over here. So, you know, it, sometimes life, uh, seems unfair. Injustices go unpunished. You know, people get away with things and, and, and we can't, um, you know, help but agree sometimes, right? We see these things and, and we say, man, this really isn't fair. Um, and I don't know, like I said, in your personal life, if you've ever been in a situation where you, you your outcry to the Lord is that. Uh, and it's valid. You know, I, I used to think, um, you know, that you could, like I said, as, as, you know, as growing up, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't question God. You couldn't ask. You couldn't, you know, pour out your heart. And again, I, I thank my father and, and youth leaders I've had, and they've always pointed me to the Psalms. And they're like, there's tons of Psalms where all David does is pour his heart out. And he cries out. And he lays down his heart and his burden and what's afflicting him. And, and, and questions in a sense of like, you know, Lord, why, what, you know, what's the purpose of this? Why is this happening? Um, and most of the times he comes to a conclusion that his strength is in the Lord. You know, he, he ends many of his songs by saying, you know, it's in your hands. Um, and so the, the second part that I kind of want to go through, it's, uh, on verse 13. Um, uh, who is going to, uh, verse 13 says, who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? If I'm doing good things, Usually people are going <laughs> to, right? We like to think if I'm doing good, good things are going to happen. People are going to appreciate it, right? Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? 14 says, but even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear the threats. Do not be frightened. Sometimes we might feel this way. I'm doing good. I'm being good. I'm doing all the right things. Why is life not working out for me? Verse 17 says, for it is better if it's God's will, if it's God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. This is the harder part, to come to terms with the fact that things aren't always going to go the way we planned, um, the way we want them to go. Um, we are not exempt from experiencing unfairness. We are not exempt from experiencing injustice. We are not exempt from fear, experiencing tragedy. And like I said, oftentimes we hear messages where, where it, it sounds, like I said, I, it sounds to me like come to Christ and it's all smooth sailing. It's, nothing's going to happen. Um, 
But on the contrary, what God wants to do is prepare us for when these things do happen. If it's God's will, like Peter says, if it's God's will um, that we can experience them, that we can hold on to him uh, and we can experience him in a different level that we've never experienced. Um, I've been in situations where I don't have, um, how can you say, the means, for example, to 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 finish a project um, or to get through the month. You know, you're looking at your bills, you're looking at your things, and you're like, this is going to be a tough one. We might be right at the edge there. And I've been in those situations where I've experienced his peace that surpasses all understanding. And my wife has always been a good anchor for me to say, she sees me kind of panicking, freaking out because, you know, as a man, I'm the one who's supposed to hold this down and take care of everything. And, and she kind of grounds me and is like, there are things that are going to be out of your control, Gio. And, and I've experienced that peace and I've experienced his blessing and his provision. Um, oftentimes it's hard to make sense of these things right outside of Christ. Um, suffering seems kind of pointless or meaningless, but like I said, in Christ, as, as difficult as it may sound, right? Um, suffering can have a purpose. Um, and I don't know about specific, you know, people, specific situations, and I don't have an answer for every single person. I've been questioned, you know, what's the point of, you know, of kids having cancer? I've had people talk to me because, it's that frustration of, of people to try to understand. And sometimes I don't have the specific answer. But I know that there is a purpose for our suffering in Christ. Ultimately, when we are able to see where God sees us through situations, like I said, what I see is that in us um, is laid a burden to say that, not to, you know, to be, you know, those comforters for others, to be the peace bringers for others, to bring that hope to those people who don't have that hope. So once we go through situations that seem tough, even though we're doing the good stuff, even though we're we're on the right track, we're doing good, we're being good, sometimes, um, <laughs> although it might seem unfair, uh, we have to understand that Christ as well um, went through something similar. And just like... Um, we can be sympathetic and understanding towards others. We have a, a God that is also sympathetic and understanding of us. Verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Um, we have in Christ someone who understands what it means to suffer injustices while being innocent. Hebrews 12 also reminds us that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. We are not exempt from injustices or tragedy. But through it all, can we continue to trust in him who has called us and promised to complete the work he began in us? Um, I, I, I read a little bit about the history of, of Foursquare. Um, and the founding, uh, I guess, person, Amy Semple, McPherson, um, her story really impacted me. You know, how she went on a missions trip. Her husband passed away, came back, a single mother, 
right? Um, and she felt that tug of the Lord saying, you, you, you do this. And obviously this is a time where women still, you know, weren't frowned upon. You can't chair, you can't speak, you can't be a pastor, you can't lead. And she heard the calling and, and she started it. And of that tragedy, we're here today. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm here and, and not to create divides or anything, but this, uh, amazing, uh, denomination that is Foursquare came from that tragedy and from that person's obedience. How easy would it have been for her to say, I'm a single mother, you know, <laughs> my husband just passed, I'm a widow, I could, but she heard the call, she answered it, and like I said, from that decision, we are here today. And even be proud of, of this church because of what we've done over the years and what we continue to do this year with Guatemala, uh, it's always it's always impressive. Um, so now, um, as we get down to the last verse, um, we understand, or I understand from reading scripture, to you know to finish up to sum up, um, we can't do anything to earn God's love. Uh, that is a gift that no doubt came at a high price. Um, it wasn't a free thing. A lot of people say it's free, but it cost. Christ's suffering and his very life, um, and it is a free gift for us. Um, salvation is not earned. It is, all, it's, it is also given to us uh, when we accept it that Christ, is, uh, Christ alone um, saves. Now the blessings, the title is called the blessings, right? Um, those, the blessings of Christ, of Christ um, or the, the blessings that God has, has for us, I put down here, the blessing that, ha- that God has for us um, have requirements. Um, in this relationship that we have with our Father, we are active participants. Um, God did everything um, to give us Himself, His Holy Spirit, to give us salvation. What are we doing now to participate in this relationship? Um, like I mentioned before, I know almost of no relationships that work, that reach a depth, that reach a connection where only one person is actively participating. If I'm not actively involved in my friendships, in my relationship with my wife, even in my coworkers, if I become, you know, indifferent about what's going on, even in my workplace with my coworkers or with my neighbors, that relationship of, you know, manager and employee is not going to work. Eventually, someone's going to tire out. I thank God that God is not the one that's going to tire out. But if I am indifferent, if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not spending time, how long is this relationship really going to work? How long, um, how in-depth will I really get to know him? Um, and so what we see here... Uh, just to kind of do a little piggyback from Hebrews 11.6 says, tells, uh, tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God. Why? Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who, earn, who earnestly seek him. We do not walk to see what he can gain from him, right? We not, I hope not, right? <laughs> We're not here to see God, what can you give me and see what we can get out of this. But we know that his will for us is to prosper and be blessed so that we can be a blessing 
uh, for others. So verse 10 says, whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their, le- and their lips from deceit- deceitful speech. Verse 11, they must turn from evil and do good. They, may, they must seek peace and pursue it. Verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to the prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Three instructions we receive, right? Uh, three instructions we receive in this passage here. Keep your tongue and lips from evil and deceitful speech. Turn from evil. Seek peace and pursue it. So the first point, how are we speaking? How are we speaking? Even when we are speaking truth, even when we are standing on what the word says, how are we portraying that? Verse 15 tells us, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But here's the the caveat. But do this with gentleness and respect. Even though we share the truth and we stand firm on what the word says, we need to do that in a way like we shared earlier. Dennis was, you know, sharing not in a, a, a boastful way, not in a I, I won this argument kind of way, but we do it with respectful, with respect, and we do it with love, and we do it with gentleness. In other areas, are we, are we, you know, how are we, how are we, how are we speaking? Are we speaking truth? Are we speaking life? Um, how are we developing ourselves uh, in work? in school, with our close relationships. Uh, the second point, right, the second, um, the second instruction, turn from evil. Um, obviously, when we hear the word evil, we think about the craziest thing you can think of, right? If I say, what's an evil thing? We think about murder and rape and, you know, pillaging, whatever. We think about the most uh, heinous things. Uh, but the Lord sees things almost equally <laughs> in our lives, um, slandering, lying, lust, uh, whatever evil thoughts that come or, or, or wishes that we have upon others, um, those are the areas that we need to work on ourselves. Are we turning from them? Are we act, uh, does it mean we're not going to fall? Does it mean we're not going to be tempted? Does it mean we're not going to come across situations where we're going to be uh, struggling with decisions? But it means that we're actively taking a part in turning from those things. If I was a liar, am I doing what I can to avoid that? If I, you know, if I have, you know, lustful thoughts, am I doing what I can to avoid that? Is there apps I need to delete? Is there, you know, things I have to set up? Um, is there friendships I need to, you know, back away from because they're not influencing me? Are we actively doing things and asking the Lord for guidance? Saying, Lord, is, is this really beneficial to my life and my walk with you? Am I turning away from those things? The third instruction and what we shared on today, uh, seek peace and pursue it. Uh, Romans 12, 8 tells us, if it is possible, if it, if it is possible, possible as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Do what you can. Do what your part is. If it's apologizing, if it's receiving an apology, if it's reaching out, um, do what you can to be at peace. I have relatives I had had to reach out to, and for a moment they accepted, and the next they kind of shunned me again. Um, I want to be at peace with God and with myself and say, Lord, I honestly did 
what I could to be at peace with those around me. Um, let us not be people who seek, seek conflict or enjoy drama. Um, we have to check ourselves on that. And never forget that one of Jesus' titles is Prince of Peace. Um, so it's essential for us to seek those things. Um, and the blessings that are promised to us is to see good days. His eyes will be watching you. He will be protecting you. And his ears will be attentive to your prayer. Sometimes with our actions, you can say we hinder our own prayers to God. Sometimes God asks us, there's, I forgot the passage that says if there's, if you have, if you know that there's something that you and your brother have a conflict with, leave your offering, go and make peace, and then come back so your Father in heaven may hear you. Not that he doesn't hear us, but like I said, it hinders our prayer. Sometimes we can't even pray because we're thinking about that. And so I want to encourage you, um, today to kind of have hope. If, if there are hard things in our life or there are situations that are happening, um, trust that Christ understands and that he will see us through it. And at the end of it all, he wants to bless us um, so that we can be a blessing to our, for others. Um, and so I, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, for YouTube. Um, I'll say a closing word in prayer, and then we'll head out. I went a few minutes over. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for everyone who came out. Um, thank you for, for being with us, um, for helping us understand that it is not in our own strength. Our flesh wants one thing and wants to respond in ways that um, are in conflict, you can say, with the Holy Spirit. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to, to, to help us um, to restrain ourselves and to, to turn ourselves over to you on a daily basis. Um, I pray that if we are going through difficult situations, that we may not lose hope, that we may not lose, Lord God, sight of you, and that we may find um, purpose, even in tragedy, Lord, that you may help us understand that. And if we know of someone going through that, that we may be sympathetic towards them. And finally, Lord God, I, I, I pray that the blessings that you want to give us aren't always you know, physical monetary things or, or what, we're, what our mind immediately goes through when we think of blessings, but that you want to see us um, have good days. Lord God, and that we may understand the biggest blessing is that you hear us, that you're with us, and that you will see us through, Lord, until the end. And so I thank you for everyone. Be with us the rest of the week. Be with us as we share outside in the meal. Um, all these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>